every day we pass by them. Some of us miss them because we're not really looking, not expecting anything out of the ordinary. And some of us have been waiting so long, praying for so long, that we've begun to lose hope. But then there are these moments when everything comes into focus, when beyond all explanation, the laws of nature and logic cease to matter because a greater power is at work. A loving God who sees us and hears us stands ready to reveal his kindness and strength through miracles. Well, hey, everybody. If I haven't met you before, my name is Grant. Happy Easter to you. So glad that you've chosen to join us on this amazing and very unique weekend. In the past two weeks, there have been two words that have been jumping from my brain out of my mouth on more than one occasion. And the words are, that's random. I've got a church sign near my house that for the last several weeks has been reading these words. Top line, it says, you are invited. And right underneath of it, it says, no church service. And every time I drive by, I just kind of wonder, like, so can I come or not? And I always think, that's random. Last week, I drove into Bellingham on a roundabout on the Guide Meridian. There's a guy standing with a sign that says, I'll hug you. <laughs> One mile further at the next roundabout is a guy holding a sign that says, I'll disinfect you. And I mutter under my breath, that's random. That's random. I go to Costco, which is the, the place where I was actually headed, and there's a guy wearing masks, plural, plural. One on the top of his head, one on his forehead, another one covering his neck, but nothing on his face at all. And I thought to myself, that's random. You know, just like you, I've been doing a lot of Zoom calls, and inevitably, during the call, it always happens, right? Somebody's face just freezes in the worst possible pose. I mean, my question is this, when we freeze on Zoom, why can't it be in a glamour shot? That's my question. And as my oblivious colleague is frozen with the worst Zoom face ever, I always think to myself, well, that's random. You know, I've been a pastor for 30 years and, and there's always an order, a very specific order without a random deviation ever when it comes to the way that life ends. It goes something like this every single time. There's a, a buildup of pain. There's a moment of death that's followed by grieving, which is followed by a funeral and often a burial. And then comes more grief. And that's the pattern every single time. That's the way it always is. It's never random. It's just the way it is. Unless, unless you're Jesus. Jesus loves random. Because this is his pattern. There is a buildup of pain. There's a moment of death, followed by a burial, followed by the grieving of his friends. But then instead of the normal pattern, it's followed by a resurrection. It's followed by life. It's followed by hope. It's followed by a celebration. It's a random swerve. And here's what I know. No one expected or anticipated the resurrection of Jesus. I mean, some people were trying to figure out these elusive different statements that Jesus made about what was going to happen after the crucifixion. But nobody fully anticipated or expected this. The Bible says, after the Sabbath had dawned on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. Why would they do that? Because they were grieving. They were following the predictable pattern. But the Bible says there was a violent earthquake for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were as white as snow. The angel said to the woman, do not be afraid for I know that you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He's not here. 
he is risen. Just as he said, come and see the place where he lay. Nobody expected the miracle. We've actually been doing a series on miracles. And as I'm preparing for Easter, I'm thinking, so what miracle, what possible miracle could I, could I possibly use to explain this story? Just think about it for a second. The power of the resurrection is a miracle. The whole story is a miracle. Jesus, who is God, came to earth, lived a sinless life. He became the perfect sacrifice. He died on a cross. He was buried, but then came back to life so that you and I could experience the forgiveness of our sins, that we could experience God's mercy and grace and a relationship and an eternal friendship with God. It's a miracle. The whole story is a miracle. It's a miracle of restoration, a miracle of hope, a miracle of love. It's a miracle of life. You know, I always face a bit of a challenge on Easter. As a skeptic, I naturally want to speak to the skeptical mind. I want to, I want to speak to those of you who are asking deep questions like, can a guy really come back from the dead? And I do. I want to lay out the biblical and the extra biblical proofs for the resurrection of Jesus. I want to go back through the historical record of Josephus Flavius, an extra biblical historian. I want to talk to you about the 500 witnesses who saw Jesus alive after the resurrection. I want to talk about the eyewitness apostles who would not recant the story even to the point of death. I want to talk about the modern movement of countless millions of people who are authentically following Jesus. I want to lay out for you why the proof of the resurrection is what embodies the difference between empty religion and a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what I want to do, but I don't have time. So instead of talking to your brain, I'd love to to spend a few minutes today talking to your heart. I've told you about some random moments that have happened to me over the last couple of weeks. and I've had another moment when, when I found myself whispering, that's random to myself. A friend, actually his name's Brian, <laughs> sent me a song to encourage me. The song captured my heart in a matter of seconds because it was simply Bible set to music. The song was recorded in an artist's home because they were experiencing the same thing we're experiencing. They were homebound, so they have a little home studio, so two of them just sat down at a keyboard and they sang. The song lyrics come from the Old Testament book of Numbers. Just so you know, the Old Testament book of Numbers is a recounting of a census. In my opinion, it, it's kind of boring, unless you're an accountant, okay? All right? But in the middle of this mass of numbers, there's this random prayer of blessing Maybe you've heard it. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. I was very familiar with that blessing because of my father-in-law, Laurel's dad. Our dad would pronounce that blessing over us every single time we left the farm. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Before he passed away, some of my most fondest memories of dad were of standing with him on the farmyard. He was usually filling up the gas tank of my 1978 Honda Civic and sticking a $100 bill in my pocket. And then before we would go, he would lock eyes with us, these crystal clear blue eyes and say the same words, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you 
and give you peace. What's amazing about this blessing is that it actually tells us how God positions himself towards us. And just so you know, God took this position towards his people after they had a really long history of turning their back on him. In the ancient times, God had been so faithful to the people of Israel. He delivered them out of the bondage of, of slavery in Egypt, and yet this was their response. They questioned him, they grumbled and complained, they whined, they worshipped false gods. Even when they had been set free, they wandered around in the wilderness, both literally and figuratively. I mean, in the face of God's intentional presence, people thought, I just know better than God. And, and they, they questioned his love and his protection. And I see a lot of parallels between those ancient days with the Israelites and our current situation. I mean, how many of us, if we were to be honest, how many of us in the recent past have been worshiping false gods like money and status? How many of us have had a, a, a few fits of whining and complaining how many of us have forgotten how faithful God has been in the past? How many of us have questioned God's love and God's protection? And yet in the face of all of that history, in the face of our current situation, God positions himself towards his people with this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. You know, on this Easter weekend, I believe that God is still positioned exactly the same way. He still wants to position himself towards you. And the question is this, on this Easter weekend, would you receive the blessing of God? We believe the greatest miracle in the human experience is the miracle of salvation. And the miracle of salvation occurs because of the miracle of the resurrection, I mean, just think about it. God could have turned his back on all of us because the truth is it was our sin, my sin and your sin, that nailed his son Jesus to the cross. Jesus could have said, you don't deserve my grace, you don't deserve my mercy, but he didn't in that moment when God could have turned away. He chose instead to turn towards all of us. He chose to see us, to forgive us, to protect us. He chose to save us. And in that glorious moment when he turned towards us, God lived out, he embodied this blessing. In the resurrection of his son from the dead, God stated this blessing one more time. He said, the Lord bless you. And God wants to bless you with a relationship, a friendship with God that lasts not just now, but for all of eternity. The Lord wants to bless you with his presence and with his compassion, even when you feel completely alone. The Lord wants to bless you that even though your sins, your past may be like scarlet, that God would wash you as white as snow. The Lord bless you and keep you. God wants to keep you in a relationship with Jesus. Because when you're in a relationship with Jesus, you're close to the heart of God and that heart is always for love and protection, not just now, but for forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. When God looks towards you and his face shines on you, you are infused with hope and courage and strength. You begin to realize the gifts that are around you. Every day is a gift. Every breath is a gift. That's the face of God shining on us. And his track record of faithfulness is absolutely astounding. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you.
A few weeks ago, we, we learned from Psalm 103, the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He did not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. Iniquities is a fancy word for the worst of all of us. He did not treat us as our sins deserve. That's grace. Psalm 103 says, For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. When you ask Jesus to remove your sin from your record, it is gone, gone. Now my sin is dead and gone, and I cry, hallelujah. That's grace. It's unmerited favor in the face of great sin. The kind of sin that should have made a holy God turn away. But instead, what does he do? The Lord turned his face towards you. So great is his love. Could have turned his back. Instead, he turns his face towards us. And the question is, will you turn towards him? I've experienced this. When you turn towards God in a moment of confession and repentance and honesty and openness and need and sometimes in the face of fear, in that moment, God responds to you with salvation, mercy, love, and it ultimately leads to the final gift of the blessings and give you peace. The peace of knowing you're right with God right now and for eternity. You know, I, I know that some of you aren't feeling this right now. Maybe you're feeling this, this just isn't happening for you. Maybe you're feeling God, God's forgotten me. His face is shining somewhere else, but it's not shining on me. I mean, somebody's got peace, but not me to you. I need you to hear me say this on Resurrection Sunday. The blessing of God is as true today as it has ever been, and it's for you. It's for you. So we're going to take a moment and reflect on that blessing. And during this time, I'm going to ask you to reflect on this simple question. Would you receive the blessing of God today? Would you open your heart to the miracle of salvation? Would you acknowledge that the miracle of the resurrection was done just for you? On this Easter weekend... On the Easter weekend when millions of Christians around the world are celebrating. On the day when we celebrate that death was defeated and sin and Satan lost the battle for our souls. Today, on this day, this day of great celebration, would you receive the blessing of salvation? Brian brought me that song and, and I, I, I fell in love with it. And then he took that song to the creative team. And they worked together with Andy and Johnny Bryant and Matt. I mean, and just a whole bunch of people pulled all of their energy together. And some people from our congregation got involved. And some people from our worship team got involved. And their whole heart was this. In the midst of all this craziness, what if we could sing the blessing of God over our church? So today... We want to bless you with this moment. My question is, will you receive the blessing 
of God. As you enter into this moment of blessing, if you've got speakers, you may want to turn them up just a little. Let's receive the blessing of God together from Jesus and from our own church family. Let's watch this together.
that blessing is for you. The miracle of the resurrection of Jesus happened so you could experience the miracle of salvation. That's why we celebrate on Easter morning. Jesus did it all for you. Came to your earth for you. Lived his life for you. Sacrificed himself for you. Died on a cross for you. Didn't stay dead for you. Came back to life for you. His whole life was to bless you so that you could turn towards him. Knowing he would never turn his back on you. And name him King, Savior, and Lord of your life. I spent years running from this truth. I struggled with the fact How could God love me? I never felt worthy. Let me tell you, I know it doesn't make sense. Jesus loves you. He went to the cross, died, and came back to life again to prove it to you. Today, will you receive the ultimate blessing of God? Will you receive your moment of salvation? Will you come to Jesus? If that's your heart, I want to give you an opportunity to actually pray a prayer. We're just going to talk to Jesus together. And if today's your day, you say, I'm tired of being scared. I'm tired of wondering what the future holds. If today's the day when you just say, I'm just tired of living for myself, there's got to be something more to this life. There is Jesus. So right now, would you pray with me in every living room, wherever you happen to be? Would you bow your head and close your eyes just so you can shut out all the distractions? I think this moment is worthy of our full attention. And if today you're tired of running, you're tired of being empty, you're tired of living for yourself, would you pray this prayer with me? In the depth of your soul, Jesus, Jesus, I want your blessing. I want you to save me. I need you to save me. God, I accept the truth that you love me. God, I want to be honest. I haven't not lived a perfect life. I've made some really bad decisions. And I know right now, God, I can't save myself from my own sin I believe you can save me and God I admit I need your help God would you forgive me for the ways I've hurt you and other people would you help me to forgive those who've hurt me God would you give me the strength to turn away from things that I know are wrong God would you give me strength to receive your love. I thank you for dying on the cross for me so that I could be forgiven and set free. God, thank you you didn't turn your back on me. Thank you for turning towards me. Thank you for giving your life for my life. Thank you for the gift of your spirit. And right now, I accept that gift. Jesus, come into my life right now. Come into my heart. 
and be my Lord, my King, my Savior. Bless me, God. Amen. Okay. I can't see you through the camera, but this moment matters. If you prayed that prayer, God can see you. He sees you right now. And I'm going to ask you to do something. Would you just raise your hand to the heavens? Just lift your hands to the sky and say, I choose Jesus. God can see it. He sees you. He knows you. He's with you right now. Just raise your hand. Your decision matters. It so matters. And this is what I need you to do. Normally, and you have no idea how I would love to do this right now. Normally, I would call you out of your seat in a moment of unbelievably courage, uh, unbelievable courage. I would ask you to walk down the aisle and shake my hand so I could welcome you into our family. We can't do that, but this moment matters. It matters. So here's what I need you to do. If somewhere on your screen there's a blue button that says, I raised my hand, would you click on that blue button? I mean, just make an intentional move right now click on the blue button. Let me tell you where it's going to take you. It's going to take you to an opportunity. We're going to get a little bit of information from you, and then we're going to sign you up for a face-to-face -face Zoom call with somebody that I know, and I love, and I trust, and here's my promise to you. They're not going to do anything weird. I promise, okay? So if there's a blue button, click on it. I raised my hand because we want to know your name. We want to know your story. Your story matters to us. If you don't see a blue button, this is what I need you to do. Open a new tab and go to belong.ctk.church because that's what we want you to do. We want you to belong. We want you to belong to this family. Belong. Don't be alone. Belong. So it's either a blue button or belong.ctk.church. And we're, we're going to move together through this. Here's what we, normally we'd go backstage and you'd have a face-to-face -face encounter. You're still going to have a face-to-face -face encounter. You're just going to do it through your, through your computer. And here's the coolest thing. You're in complete control of it. I mean, it's not going to go weird, but if it does go weird, there's a little red telephone button in the bottom. You can just like, boop, I'm out. You're not going to need to do that. Because we have gathered a group of people <laughs> They just want to know your name. They want to hear your story. They'd like to share a little of their story of how they met Jesus and how Jesus saved them. We want to walk with you. We want to help you take your first steps in the walk that you're having with Jesus. And someday, God willing, we'll get a chance to meet face to face. So one more time, blue button or belong.ctk.church. Receive the blessing of salvation today. That's why the resurrection matters. Thanks again for watching. We're so glad that you joined us today. Once again, we hope you'll get involved in biblical face-to-face -face community wherever you happen to be today. If you'd like more information about Christ the King Community Church, if you'd like to give online, or if you'd like to submit a prayer request, or even get connected in a small group, you can find out more about us at ctk.church.